Hello, everyone. This is Eileen, and hold on just a second. I'm going to get this. Okay. So, bear with me for a minute. We've got a couple of different technological things that are kind of going on here. So, uh, first off, I want to
and I know you can get through whatever it is that you're going through. So we will be carrying on, and like I said, for those who are blog talk radio wondering, oh, my gosh, is this true? She's actually done something new. Yeah, wonderful. And um, it is, yes, in a way, it feeds into the topic for today, which is mistakes were made, thank goodness. Because when I think about, like, when I first started and all the mistakes I made and, you know, trying to put them together, when I started doing YouTube, and if you go back there, like, and please, please don't, but if you do, you will find that there were many episodes, you know, there were little glitches here and there, you know, either the signal stopped or um, first tried doing a live stream on Facebook. And that the signal would go out or it wouldn't capture all of it and the sound or the sound was not working. So I really got value out of every single mistake. I mean, it it, it may have been embarrassing sometimes and it allowed me to be better. It allowed me to learn because honestly, we learn more from the things that we messed up on than we do from the things that, you know, we just came out of the gate and got right, which there's almost nothing that we usually just come out of the gate and get right. It's human nature to kind of muck up sometimes. And by mucking it up, that's how we're able to find our way through to getting it right. I mean, you know, I remember the first time I learned to ride a bicycle. Mistakes were made, and there were bruises, and there was crying, and there was, you know, upset, and and ultimately, I learned how to ride a bike. I, you know, when I first learned to drive a car, when I first learned how to be a mom, oh my God, you want to talk about an opportunity to make as many mistakes humanly possible, I felt like I was, I was just so out of control sometimes. I, I wanted to do it perfect, and I realized I couldn't. Once I realized I couldn't do it perfect, that was when I learned how to do you know, from my heart. And if you're doing something from your heart, yeah, you may make a mistake, but you learn from it. You figure out whether or not first, whether or not that mistake was really a mistake that you need to correct, or was it something that somewhere down the line would actually end up being a good thing? I've had a lot of cases in my life where I look back on a moment and it's like, oh my gosh, I screwed up so bad. And then in hindsight, making that mistake actually led me to where I wanted to be in the first place. And being able to take that into consideration because we always have to take into consideration what it is that we messed up on. A lot of people have a lot of problems with being wrong. And I know a lot of folks who really would rather almost anything than admit they messed up on something. And that's a really tough place to be in because sooner or later we're all going to mess something up. The trick is what can we learn from it? Is it something that ended up being a good thing later, or how can we avoid repeating it? You know, the trick isn't about not making mistakes. It's about trying not to make the same bad ones over and over again. And when you have a chance to take a look at 
the stuff you messed up on, you know, I, I it, it seems interesting that there will be all of a sudden a lot of people will be coming to me to want to talk about certain things. And there seem to be certain patterns. And when that pattern starts showing up a few times, then it's like, okay, maybe that's something that I, I could talk about because it seems to be a big concern. And one of the things is people saying things or doing things that in the moment, you know, they were upset, they were emotional, and they reacted. And the reaction was not a positive one, and ended up meaning they were going to have to, you know, do some apologizing. And it can be really tough to be able to do that, to feel comfortable with going, you know what, I messed up, and I'm sorry. It's important to be able to hear sorry. It's important because that's a part of what we learn from making the mistakes. Because when we make a mistake, when we can say, you know what, that was wrong. I I upset and I lashed out. I reacted and it brought me to some place where I didn't want to be. And it created stress in a, maybe in your relationship that you did not want to have. So, look at mistakes say you pass 12 hours, you would make a mistake. First off, if it's something you said, but your truth, and, and it's, often it's not what was said, the delivery of how it was said. If something is calmly, you say the exact same thing calmly, and you can say the same thing yelling, and... It makes a difference. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, very much all in about delivery. So if you lost your temper and snapped and went off on somebody, because if in that moment you were speaking your truth, you know, the gauge is on that for it's like, all right, could have said better, but what you said was important and it needed to be said. A lot of times, spend a lot of our energy expressing the things we want to because we think it's impolite. We think that it's going to hurt somebody's feelings. And we, we'd rather deal with our feelings being hurt than their feelings being hurt. Or there are going to be repercussions from it, which, you know, there's consequences for everything. And when you are in a situation that something just kind of jumps out and maybe that's been stewing in there for a while – you know, the old saying, energy is neither created nor destroyed. It simply changes form. Think of what you ended up saying as energy. It was suppressed. It did not want to be suppressed. It wanted to express itself. I honestly believe that for the most part, we are imbalanced when we're in our truth, when we're speaking our truth. And when we're not, that creates tension inside of us, and that can manifest as physical illness. It can manifest as stress, or what it often does is it manifests as energy. You know, you're you're not going to tell your coworker how much it irritates you when you know somebody you know doesn't realize you're as close as you are. Maybe they start to move into your lane, and suddenly you're like. They're not really what was triggering. So it, it's about taking ownership of what it is that you're feeling because you, you have every right to your feelings. And 
that is a good thing. That is an important thing. It's also important to realize that no one else has an obligation to your feelings. So, you know, you got to kind of manage that on your own. So when you're looking at, you know, something that you said or something that you did that may have been hurtful in the way that you said it. So even if it is something that needed to be said, even if it was something that you were suppressing and it was just going to jump out somewhere, you can apologize. And once again, nobody is uh, obligated to accept your apology right then, but it is a good gesture that if you know, it's like, you know what, I messed up. I'm sorry. And mean it and be able to, you know, just look them in the eye without saying, it's like, well, I'm sorry, but this is why you caused this. It's no, because one of the things is when we honestly apologize else, it allows us to forgive ourselves more easily. And that's probably one of the biggest things that people are having problems with is learning to give themselves, learning how to say, you know what? messed up. I did the best I could correct it. But there's still that thing inside saying, you don't get let off the hook. And I think that we need to learn how to let ourselves off the hook a little bit better. It doesn't mean that what you did was okay. I'm not saying that at all. You know, you could have done a really crappy thing and that you got to figure out. And it, it it's important for us to be able to forgive ourselves because that's the process where we start learning from it. Once we can forgive ourselves, once we can let ourselves off the hook that I shouldn't have done that, I should have known better, I'm, I should have, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. It doesn't matter. It happened. And a part of being able to find balance with that, part of being able to find peace with that, part of being able to go to that place of, okay, what did I learn from this? Well, maybe you learned that you shouldn't let things build up inside you so much that you explode at somebody. Maybe you learned that by talking things out, by talking to people when, you know, you're at level four or five of frustration, that that's the time to have that conversation where you're like, you know what, I really feel like I need to talk to you about this. This is really bothering me. As opposed to saying, it doesn't bother me, it doesn't bother me, it doesn't bother me. And then you're at level 10 frustration and the slightest little thing, and then it's boom. So that's a very important thing to learn. That's a very wise thing to learn is how do you stop it before it escalates within you? And being able to take ownership of what it is that you are experiencing. It's, it's very difficult sometimes to be able to separate, okay, this is the story I'm attaching to this situation from this is what the real truth is. And truth can be tricky because it runs through the filter of our perceptions and it runs through the filter of other people's perceptions. My truth may not be the same as someone else's truth, you know, and I'm part of my truth filter is, okay, you know, am, am I going to use this as a reason to beat myself up? Am I going to say, it's like, well, you know what, there I go again, there, I always do that, and that's just me. I really don't like that phrase, well, that's just how I am. 
because we are capable of changing who and what we are in every single second. All it me- all it takes is finding one thing that you can say, you know what, I can see doing that differently. I can change. I can shift. No one else can be responsible for this, but I can do this on my own. And if you can't, then you can get help to be able to institute little tiny changes that when you stack them on top of each other, create such huge changes. I am not the person that I am without the mistakes I made, without those things that still even years later make me cringe. And when I do, I go, you know what? That was the best thing I knew to do in that moment. It may have been not have been the best thing I could have done, but it was the best thing that I knew to do. And we're learning. We're growing. Yes, we all should know better. And we don't. <laughs> That's just the truth. We don't always know better. You know, I talk about the counsel in my mind. You know, sometimes when I'm not looking, someone else, either anger or fear, have stolen the gavel and they're up there and they're taking over the council. And so I say something that maybe, you know, I say it a little bit more harshly or, you know, I do the eye rolling thing or I feel frustrated and I might get impatient and people who know me know that I've got a fairly long fuse and eventually that fuse, the busier I make myself, The more I have that I have to keep track of, the less patient I get. And part of the wisdom that I gain is that I need to make sure that I'm not burning out my energy so much with so many different things that it makes me want to lash out at the people. Now, this applies for other people too. If you know somebody who has just, you know, snapped at you or whatever or said something or, you know, God forbid, posted something on Facebook that really should have been posted up, it, it's just where they're at in that moment. There's something going on, something that is off. There's something that's bothering them. And maybe you became the target, which, I mean, and it doesn't mean that it's okay for people to take their stuff out on you. Honestly, it's not. And there's ways to deal with it where it's like, you know what? I really don't think that this is what's really triggering you. What's going on? This isn't like you. What's going on? And I know, and I'm blessed to have people in my life who have actually stopped and said, hey, this isn't like you. What's going on? And that sort of diffused what it was that was bothering me enough to where I can go, you know what? You're right. This isn't like me. I'm not feeling like myself. And when somebody admits, you know, I'm just not feeling like myself, that's an excellent opportunity to listen. It's an excellent opportunity to say, okay, I get it. So can we talk about this? Can we, can we interact on this? Can we find a solution for this? that will help you get back to being yourself. Because I think people want to be themselves. And the world and stress and tensions and worries and finances and and families and relationships 
all together to keep us from being ourselves when those things build up and make us feel tense and, and have us feeling like we're out of control. And, and usually when people are feeling like they're out of control, they do things that they regret. They react as opposed to choosing action. So if something has taken you out of your place of the ability to choose action as opposed to react, then well, it's time to say, okay, time out. Uh, I think we need to take a look at this. I need to take a look at myself. I need to see where I'm coming from. What am I afraid of in this moment? What am I angry about in this moment? What is triggering me to step out of my place of being the good friend and, and the good companion and, and you know, the, the person that I know I am? People don't act strange and lash out for no reason. There's a reason. And and can lead it to a wonderful place of getting to know someone much deeper and much more closely and to really create a better bond with that person. And you see them for who they are, not, you know, maybe some image that you would see them at because there is nothing that makes a person real more than losing their temper. You know, it would be that they, you know, they, they say something or they lash out and when I think about, like, you know, people on, you know, people who are famous, there was a situation where Deepak Chopra, you know, said something. He lost his temper with someone on the phone. And I mean, the Internet went nuts because he was known for being calm and serene and always, oh, and then spiritual and all of that. And in a moment, he lost his temper and he snapped at somebody. And I think everybody has the right to do that. I think it's healthy to do that every once in a while. Thing is, it doesn't matter if you go there. You just don't pitch a tent. You don't stay there. You go, oh, okay, here's where I am. And, you know, he came on and, and he, I guess he tweeted and let everybody know. It's like, you know what, I really apologize. You know, he apologized to the person he snapped to. He apologized to everyone who was, you know, who who listened to him and, and to, um, who, you know, believed in him. And, and he did. He, he took ownership of it and it passed. And it wasn't a deal anymore. It passed. And I think he was probably much better for himself because I'm sure he knew in his heart that somewhere at some point he was going to get upset with somebody. And I think it was better for the people who who read his books and who follow him to know that, yes, he's a person, too. He's human, too. He gets his um, – hold on just a second. So I make sure – ah, there it is. Yeah, you're still on. Hey, guys. Anyway, so – you know, our, our ability to lose it every once in a while is a part of our humanity. It allows us to learn. It allows us to see where we are. And, and, and you know, it's kind of a good, you know, sort of check. It's like, okay, how irritated am I getting? And every one of us have had one of those days where it's like, please, nobody talk to me because I'm going to tell somebody off today. I don't know who it is, but somebody's getting told off today. 
And when that happens, it's like, okay, what do I need to check in myself? Where am I? What's triggering this? When um, my sister, uh, she passed away when she was 34. She was 28. She was diagnosed with breast cancer. It was um, the same year, earlier that year in March, she had had her second child. And that November, she was diagnosed. And she was 28. And she... She she fought it off. She she did a, a good job with it, but then at 34 she passed away. And towards the end, um, you know, she couldn't move around a lot, and I was her because she couldn't move much. And like we had not been close growing up. You know, there was I mean we loved each other. We were really good personalities, and I know you know anybody who's a kid sister. Yeah, you know, there's that little bit of competition that happens. So we really weren't close growing up. She was closest with my mom, and I was closest with my dad. And so we kind of had to learn how to interact with each other during her illness. And so we started spending time together. And it wasn't just about the illness. It was about us being together together. And I was living in Louisiana when I found out her cancer remission ended. I moved back to California because I didn't want for her to go and for me not to be able to spend time with her. So we moved back, and she and I started spending time together. We would go to movies. We would talk. We talked every day. And when she couldn't get up and move around anymore, you know, I went over and I massaged her, and, and we would talk Um and yet there was still that kind of that shadow of, you know, growing up and, and things said, and, you know, she was mean to me and I was mean to her. And so one day we were just kind of sitting there and the conversation sort of died. And, and it was like we both wanted to say something, but we didn't know what to say because we didn't want there to be anything unfinished between us. So I looked at her. And I said, if there is anything that you are sorry for, that you want my forgiveness for, I forgive you. And if there's anything that you believe I should apologize for, I'm sorry. And she looked at me and she kind of smiled and she just kind of said, wow, that was easier than I thought. Because it didn't need to be go through and we're going to find every place and, you know, bring up everything. We didn't need to do that. For everything that she felt I should apologize for, I was sorry. And I meant it from my heart. And if there was anything, I didn't want her to have to go through and say, well, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for that. Because that wasn't necessary. Anything that she was sorry that she had ever said or done, I accepted, I forgave her with all my heart so that when she did pass, we had no unfinished business. And whatever mistakes she made, whatever mistakes I made, it didn't matter because in that moment, she was my sister and she was being ready to go. And I would not have her going through that. So those of you who heard like the 90-second warning, um, Blog Talk Radio does that. 
So it is, you know, it's important to learn from our mistakes. And through that, I learned not to let myself get wrapped up in things so much that I would have regrets that last beyond the original argument because most of them do. So, um, so thank you for joining me. If there's anything that you are carrying inside of you that you just can't let yourself off the hook for, please, 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 as a favor to me, let yourself off the hook because it's not going to move you forward. And when you let yourself off the hook, that's when you get to move forward. That's when you get to the gift of wisdom that you learn after you messed up. So thank you for joining me. And I will be back next Thursday for those of you who are on the blog talk, who are, who are listening. Uh, yes, we will be back. I will still be going on blog talk to, uh, to broadcast and it will be, um, it'll both. So thank you. Thank you for joining me. And thank you for being here. And thank you for those of you on Blog Talk who stayed. Thank you. Oh, bless you so much for that. And I'm back and I'm here for you and I'm here for you on YouTube. And for those of you on Blog Talk, if you want to see me, you can see me on YouTube at uh, Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen. And you can also come to my Facebook page, which is Medicine Walk Dr. Eileen, and join up. So thank you. And, and we've got some more stuff that I'm going to be bringing in next week. But for now, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Bye.